I am on the Claim the Throne podcast. Suck off and fuck off. Welcome. Thanks for joining us again, you idiots. Over a hundred times. So many times to be listening to us. Would you say that we're on a not out innings? Or because we've had several dropped weeks, including the last couple? I'd say it's a test series. I'd say it is as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, test series and yeah, we've sort of been in and out. We've had some good innings and bad innings. Uh, We've had a few drop catches where we just keep staying in the crease when we shouldn't have. Plugging away. Yeah, a few lucky drops. And also a few and also with drops. You. Um, yeah, so I guess shout out to Razor Ray and the Doncaster Bush, Bush Pigs. Yeah. Bush Pigs. Yeah, hopefully they're He's going out right. there in the soon today. Out there in the sun, said the priest. And so does Roy still play a game of cricket if there's cricket on to be watched in the international aspect touring Australia? Uh, well, last night we were chatting and he did say he was on the couch drinking a beer watching cricket regretting that he'd signed up to play a full game today. Yeah, right. So he'll be in the sun right now. The Aussies had a win for a fucking change. Did they? Their first in... I think this is this... that It was about the fifth they've lost in a row to the Proteas in the one-day international spectrum. Yeah, I'm not they up had to a win. that episode of the grade cricketer yet, so I yeah. don't know how the Aussies are doing. So I've subscribed, download a lot of episodes and only w- listen to about 10 minutes. So worthwhile getting mm. through the whole thing. <laughs> it's great. Makes me a fan of cricket again without having to ever play or watch the game. Mm. You're listening to the Clam Throne Cricket <laughs> Podcast on Cricket FM. How was our jam just then? Pretty good. Did a few songs, busted them out and also did them. Still red-faced? Yeah, moderate red-faced. Red Simon? Mm. That's because I'm bleeding, uh, <laughs> coming blood at the moment. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty good jam. First one back for a couple of weeks. We sort of attempted one last week. Oh, we did actually play through a few songs. Yeah. But pretty drunk by that point. Good to test playing them drunk anyway. Yeah, you're right. Do plan on being drunk most live sets going forward and during the entire recording. You never know, might actually play the riffs right when you're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) At least it sounds like they're right. I'm too drunk to know if they're fucked up. You're fully fooling me. Like, mm, good. Especially the solos. I think, I'm like, whoa, Cabot is shredding it up. And then you, I notice you're just staring directly at me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I haven't learned the solo yet. <laughs> just hitting frets. Well, it sounds correct. Yeah. Don't know what the neighbours will think. That's the, the good thing about playing music so fast. You can sort of just not play anything. Mm. It's only anal cunts like me who stand mm. in the audience going like, Oh, Sammy from Necrophagus just bummed that note. Yeah. <laughs> and you cruised up to me during Winter Sun. You're like, Timu keeps screwing up this Winter Madness solo. Yeah. Like, is he? Yeah. Oh, I think it was just once he'd done oh. it. Or maybe twice. Sydney, I think you said that to me. Mm. The SCG. Hello, Sydney. Had a bit of a jam with the bassist last week. That was good. So, yeah, come and, and also, also arrive the next two to three weeks and me and you should just about be fucking right as rain in terms of every Harvest Trail song that exists. And Nine songs? Yeah. It is nine, right? It is nine. Okay. And an outro to come and potentially an intro. And yeah, I'll have to work on the other two bandits from the group to get them uh, up to the same spot that you are at. Get them up to Strid. When do we record drums? Uh, fuck knows. Ask me the next podge we do. Okay. Mainly because I need to clear my schedule first. Yep. 
and would it be yeah. beneficial for you to be jamming with a full band a variety of times before recording or fuck them hmm not necessarily like look if everyone's firing on all cylinders and it's it's influencing me to pick up my game mm. definitely mm. like that's good inspiration like these guys are fucking killing it so you've got to kill it but considering I got the jump on those guys and they've got to, you know, get up to the same level in terms of learning the songs, uh, yeah, probably not. Like if I go there and we have to work through riffs and stuff, I don't know that that'll give me a chance to work on drum parts mm-hmm. where it's like these things we're doing right now, yeah. we can just stop, start, you know exactly where I'm talking about going from and I can sort of run the practice ship in that way. Yep. And then now I can go home work on those bits that I screwed up today and yeah. Yeah. So I guess in the meantime, while I'm actually tied up and also busy, <laughs> it'll give you a chance with the new guys to sort of get together. Cause For you've sure. only had pretty much like, let's say one jam properly with each of them. Hey? Uh, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Whereas I've had like maybe eight and the rest I'd say. Oh, you reckon more? Maybe. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I guess maybe. And looking back, I wonder if we should have just like focused on one song per jam sort of thing instead of trying to cram three in to speed up the process and it still ends up taking the same length and also time anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I reckon about that. it's probably spot on because I've found the, on the few that we have actually done that uh, and also tried that method, it's probably been more successful. Like today we pretty much worked on one song. Um, in our 20-minute jam. That's the other thing. We're jamming for 20 mm. minutes. So we're usually just running through the stuff from the week before. Yeah. Then one playthrough of a new song and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And that's but quite productive. It is to the point, hey? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm enjoying these really short songs. Yeah. Me, oh, man. Me too. Matches my height and my cock size. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I guess when you're recording over the coming and arriving days, weeks, months... Keep in the back of your mind about recording drums for this. I and, certainly um, will. I'll be totally keen on... Um, Me? Going with whatever you want in terms of drum recording. Okay, so, I mean, on that, I think we do the... Oh, we were talking about doing it here, weren't we? Yeah, we were talking about doing that. And also... I would be happy to do that. We'd also be happy to do anything else that you want to try. fucking whore. <laughs> Prostitute, prostitute. Oh, you fucking prick. Okay. Um, yeah. Raging so bitch. <clears throat> if you want to do it and also record it in the room next door, that's fine with me. I do see some issues that we'll have to overcome, but I don't think that'll be too hard. Um, and the difficulty will be quite low as well. Mm. But if you, yeah, look, if you're looking for a slightly more organic drum sound, I would recommend booking. A room at a rehearsal room. Maybe let's talk along the lines of Henny or Vision Studios at 75 bucks a pop. You mm. need two days. I'm not necessarily looking for a more organic drum sound. Yeah. I don't really care about those sorts of things for this project, but I am looking for a happy ash. So if that's something yeah. you want to experiment with, then... Nah, nah, I'm aware that the budget... And, and by the way, it is a nice challenge for the budget to be retained within mm. the Harvest Trail as a $0 budget. Mm. That will be quite an interesting challenge. So yeah, rooms, yeah, that's it's a nice to have. 
but that doesn't matter. What I guess we'll end up doing is stretching and also placing furniture blankets across the top of the wall, uh, mm. the ceiling, because, I mean, you guys probably can't hear it on the mic right now, but I can hear some little resonances in here that would cause a problem when it's a drum instead of a person talking. So, so musician's cubby house. That could be fun. A little bit, yeah. Not to a crazy point, but I guess the main thing in the small room from what I've experienced is like, you can deal with the drums maybe because you can always trigger them and stuff. Room mics, no go. But yeah, it's just the overheads with the cymbals. They get a bit harsh and all sorts of shit. Yeah. Is that a ringtone? I don't know what that is. It sounds like Sophie watching some sort of teenage zombie TV show. <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, so probably trigger trigger everything. Like record it with all close mics but then replace in the box with... Mm. Um, Maybe get a nice sample of, let's say we have an in-person jam. I could just go there with a mic and take samples of the kit or something. Don't know, yeah, don't right. know. Okay. Figure that out and then fuck if I know. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Slate. No, sorry, Slate. Good one. Uh, yeah. Eh, yeah. Eh, yeah. Yeah, that should be fun. Uh, I guess on... Melodic Death slash Modern Thrash Metal. Uh, there's a new Carnal Forge song out. And they'll be releasing okay. their first album in 12 years. Uh, sounds pretty cool. You a fan of Carnal Forge? Yeah. They never was one of my favourites or anything because I found the riffs to be less memorable than other bands going around at the time. But I've always liked their speed and Street. the fact they don't have speed street is a positive. <laughs> Uh, nah, yeah, lots of speed, lots of lots of energy, uh, quite unique in their own thing. They did start introducing some clean vocals in uh, their later years, which was not that bad. Isn't Carnal um, Forge a carcass song? It is. Yeah. So they don't sound like grindy or anything? Nah, not really. Not really. Okay. Um, but it's pretty cool, and considering that that music pretty much doesn't exist anymore... Mm-hmm. Apart from at the, the gates, Cumbacks and the Harvest Trail, uh, it's kind of good to have someone back in that space. Space. <laughs> um, yeah, Smitty said it was all right without blowing samples everywhere, without um, thumbing any cum. Yeah, without it wouldn't fully thumb the cum out, but it was all right. Partial cum thumb, decent. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Might be worth you checking it out and telling me if the production's any good or not. Speaking of good production and ripping people's cocks off, mm. uh, you know, you mentioned MGLA mm. on the last podge that didn't actually get released. How that do you pronounce it? Mugler. I don't know. <laughs> MGLA. <laughs> uh, and also, Roy, the next morning after that, sort of texted me something about have you listened to M- MGLA much? And well, that's interesting because Cabba said it last night. And I remember when we were over there, they showed of us War that Boys clip. Probably. Yeah, Aaron showed us that clip over East. Yeah. So here's me going to Apple Music to check it out. And finally, after fucking eight months. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. I could probably listen to this. But I was busy listening to an audiobook at the time. So I stopped short. Message Sleet. And I'm like, hey, do you like this MGLA band? You know, because Sleet is my litmus test. And he's mm. like, Go back to 2015's Honourable Mentions oh, right. or whatever. It was on that. Ah. And I'm like, yeah, but what about their new album? 
turns out that's the exact album that he had as an honourable mention. Yeah, right. Two or three years ago. Did he say anything of note about it at the time? Can't remember. It's going to force. So normally, me to his honourable mentions have quite humorous comments. Yeah, I particularly like his least favourite albums of the year. <laughs> yeah, Havu Kurunu. But the, <laughs> you know, I do remember the name from the Sleek Cast. Yeah, as one of the names, the funny names. You Havu Kurunus. You fucking. Yep. What's the other Pan- one? Uh, oh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, pretty interesting. Um, and in the meantime, they've cumed to Australia and done a few yeah. different things. And it's funny, man. Like that's why my lists always go back for fucking the last twenty five years because I'm so late to the party on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes like you and Ray. Ray sorry, I was, didn't know whether to say Ray or Roy then. Um, and Aaron Warroys to cram it into my head and also tell me a lot about a band before yeah. I get around to listening to that being said Chaos. I've been talking about it and haven't even listened to it in the last oh. few weeks at all so I've I remember listening years ago don't remember what I heard mm. so yeah, I'll be in the same crazy. boat as you uh, yeah it sort of inspired a conversation between Sleet and I about music he told me to listen to Further Still by Bossy Dinaga <laughs> of course he did and pretty cool man he was saying the drum production was pretty he thought was awesome. Mm. So something about sucking your own grandmother's cock. Yeah. Um, it is good. I agree. I think it's good. Vocals are a bit naggy. Mm. Maybe that's why it's bossé de naggy. And the, yeah, this, he mentioned the symbols. Yes, they're out of control. Mm-hmm. Bit of fucking tinnitus features. Right. Then the other one was Deaf Heaven that yeah. I guess everyone's on about except for true metal fuckwits. Yeah. Uh, listen to that. Not bad. I think it's going to be a grower, mm. possibly a shower. Mm. Uh, they're touring in February and he asked if I'd go with him and also arrive to a concert with him. Do you have any of that, like when you're listening to that sort of thing, any of that um, just not real black metal feel Do about it? Do I get it? upset about no, it? No, not upset, but just it sounds different. Like you put a black metal album on and then you put Deaf Heaven on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so when I was listening to it, I heard what would loosely be referred to as these sort of post-Alcest yeah. sort of things. But I got big hints of Smashing Pumpkins, mm. and I think Sleet agrees with that one. And yeah, I can definitely see why like true metal heads or true black metalers are like, get fucked. But that's what I'm saying, like it's its own thing. Yeah, I agree. And I've got yeah. to tell you, it's pretty hard to find... Rare to find. Rare to find bands with a lot of substance to them. So I think that's why Dissection such a... Look, I'm not a massive black metal fan, but like Dissection, where they have that sort of song structure going on and mm-hmm. a lot of influence of melodic death. Didn't realise you knew of Dissection. Yeah, I don't have any of their t-shirts. Yeah, right. But, you know, things like that, um, that sort of black metal, even though I'm not the hugest fan, you know, Emperor and stuff, like at least it has... I don't want to say like substance because that's not exactly what I mean. Over as well, like they just mix it up a little bit and yeah. So, you know, I'm not the biggest Alcest fan either, but I do appreciate that kind of melancholic twinge of, you know, you're not quite ready to jump off the bridge, but you're getting close to the edge there. Okay. You're just happy enough that you didn't do Boy Scouts and can't string the noose up yeah. that well because you didn't get your knots patch. So you just stay at the edge pondering. 
Yeah, and it's more fun that way. It yeah. kind of makes life worth living if you're able to ponder your own death constantly. Yeah, okay. Mm. Oh, that's, that's very morbid. What do you think? What about? About that sort of new wave of... Oh, pretty much what you just said. Mm. Yeah, I haven't... There's definitely hipster Brooklyn bands. A lot lately, but... Yeah, <clears throat> I, I can... Yeah, I, only thing is... Yeah, nothing. I've got nothing more to add on that. I tend I, to not really like it. Yeah. But not for any bad reason. I just don't really enjoy it so much. Usually for me, when it creeps over into the... You know, the Alcest that's kind of like borders on that... Um, what is it called? Uh, suicidal black metal. What is it called? Depressive suicidal oh, black yeah. metal. When it crosses... BDSM. In, BDSM. <laughs> when, it, <laughs> when it crosses into that, it sort of is a bit... It's pretty saturated, that market. It, the market. I fucking hate talking about music as markets. But yeah, there's just a lot of that going around. Yeah. At the moment. Even Alistair stuff's still not quite got into. Yeah, I like... I'm a fucking pussy mainstreamer and the secret lay secret is the only one that I actually like and I prefer mm. the original version because it's a bit dirtier mm. but then I put the new re-recorded version on and it's also really good Yeah. so sometimes on streaming they've got it's where it's both it's got the old one and the new one back to back so I just listen to both yeah sick yeah pretty cool that being said I never really liked Agalock for a long time until one day I was like, wow, this is my new favourite band. Yeah, well, they've got... There we go. So you cross Alcest and Agalock together, smash a couple of their albums in particular, maybe Ashes Against the Grain with The Secret, mm. throw in a little peppering of uh, Smashing Pumpkins 90s grunge influence, yep. and maybe some like early 2000s shoegaze... Mew and sort of bands like this, um, Polvo, like some bands like Mulva. this, Mulva, and you've got this new wave of shit. And so, look, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be. I sort of can can certainly sense some actual like dirty ass black metal influence in some of those things. And from For some sure. of the Deaf Heaven I've heard, I can hear. You know, there's there'll be passages where it's pretty fucking extreme and it'd be really cool but then it'll just go to this next section that I man it's some too of the much drums, for me to handle drum player rips yeah and the production pretty fucking cool mm. um yeah that Bosse Danaga band or whatever they're called <coughs> Boston Age <laughs> they're the same like the drummer fucking rips and it sounds like it's played look there's probably editing all over it who knows but it sounds like a performance and it sounds like a drum kit and yeah. I think that's the building blocks of black metal that maybe death metal bands sort of forgot about. Like you can just get better at producing live drums. You don't have to start triggering it up and it just automatically makes your music sound a little bit maybe underground or India yep. because, you know, there's no fucking... doesn't sound like the newest Black Dahlia Murder album. Speaking of India... Um, <laughs> The Perth band Mount Mountain have yep. a new release out. I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. I don't know if it's out yet, but it's due out stat if it's not already. And they are playing at the Indie Bar in the coming weeks, if you're interested. Might go. That'll be packed as hell, eh? Speaking of India, Carnival, the Perth band, have recently announced a Perth show 
where they haven't played for a while, I guess, a headliner, headlining thing at the Rosemount. Sold out in like half a day, announced a second one, sold out in another day, announced a third one, sold out. Three nights in a row at the Rosemount. Wow. Off chain. That is. And speaking of India, the Perth band Skull Cave recently also released a release. don't know if you've heard that. Barker told me about it. Mm. Is he a fan? Boys, mates with Jay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, it's not like that kind of... I don't actually know what to call that style either. That sort of new Well, doom. there's two aspects of doom, isn't there? You've got... Yeah. Funeral doom. You've got your well, funeral doom and you've got your Black Sabbath doom. Yeah. And that more falls in the Black Sabbath yeah. style. Yeah. It's still a bit... Again, it's a little bit melancholic. Mm. But yeah, it's definitely not funeral. Sort of got that hardcore influence as well mm. on it. As opposed to shrieking black metal or guttural fucking mm. funeral doom. But... Yeah, I don't think that's quite Barker's cup of tea, but I think he still appreciates it. And for me, I haven't heard the new one, but I've liked what they've done on the last ones. And I think with a lot of bands, I just sort of wait for them to get something going that I'll be obsessed with forever, Mm. kind of. And I can just see it from them. Maybe maybe this is the album. I'll listen and tell you today. Hmm. Does Barker drink tea? I believe so. Hmm. He doesn't I can drink see coffee. him with a thermos, eh? Yeah, he doesn't drink coffee. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, as far cool. as okay. my own music goes, you know what? I think it's going to be perceived as some modern new wave of horse shit. So, <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I think well, it certainly has that. I don't element. think it has a market. I don't think it can be pigeonholed. <laughs> I think it's just you doing whatever the fuck you feel like doing and that's cool. Yeah, but I liked all of the same bands that these bands do, I reckon. So, like Smashing Pumpkins and yep. fucking, yep. you know, I like that first Alcest and I like Dissection and I like fucking whatever, Agalock and people are going to call me a grade A fuckwit. <laughs> but I don't really care. I don't no. care if only you hear it, to be honest. So, I think people will be fooled into thinking it's a grim-ass black metal album from the Lord of the Logo on the front. <laughs> and yeah, and then get really angry. It probably get angry. And then yeah. I think other people will cotton on and I'm probably talking about fans of Deaf Heaven and that sort of stuff. People with open minds, that is. Mm. And open legs. Yeah, and they will really dig it for sure. Mm. Yes, Musicians it, will so dig it. Producers will dig it. Good cunts will dig it. <clears throat> Anyway, still speaking of sh- recording, but not that thing. Yeah. Going into the studio next week. Yeah. That's going to be a wild turnout. Hey. Mm. Had a voucher for um, a recording studio, like a day with Al from McGurk. That's a present. Hey. That is a good present. And yeah, I thought oh, I could just use this and go to the pub with Al, or maybe we could figure something out. So we've booked a second day onto it. And we're going into Vision Studios, which I have to confirm the booking. Like, I confirmed it months ago, but I just haven't heard anything back. So, I'm going to fucking say, hey, man, do you remember that I booked this? And, yeah, cruise into some room there, set up. And I've got some old songs, some new songs that I never really got around to doing. And, yeah, the challenge is drums, guitar and bass, (laughs) multi-tracked. And then try and do a mix and master. It's not the best environment to do that in, so we'll see what happens. But the idea is to get as much of a completed project done in the weekend. Uh, yeah, 
Not really sure how it will turn out. That'll be, yeah, something to achieve, hey? Yeah. Al I, must be pumped, I reckon. Uh, maybe. Maybe he's heard the songs and is like, this can get fucked, eh? Can I come in there? Um, I don't know if there's any tissues and stuff to clean yeah. it up, but... <laughs> well, I'll just leave it dribbling down the walls. <laughs> yeah, sh- I mean, for sure. Mm. Come in and also arrive. <laughs> mm. Exciting stuff. It should be good. It's kind of based, the idea of it, a couple of years ago, I listened to this podcast with Steve Albini, right? And he was talking... No, no, no. He was with Steve Albini and the guy from Fugazi. What's that other band he's in? Not Black Flag. Oh, Is it Black Flag? Could be. I wouldn't know. Fuck, what's the goddamn band? Minor Threat. Minor Threat. Minor Threat, okay. Said the priest. Yeah. And yeah, they were talking about how they got together doing, I think it was Fugazi album with Steve and they did 11 songs in a weekend. But obviously they're doing that as a whole band live. So it's, if you're, if you're tight and also your music's in shape, you know, you can get that done. So it is a bit of a challenge, yep. but I, I'm aiming to do somewhere in the vicinity of four to six songs. Could be two, could be eight. Who fucking knows? Depends how sort of, you know, got to account for setup, got to account for the fact that I can't play music endlessly and I'm the just the only instrumentalist there so that will be a challenge yep. also I've never had anyone record me play guitar before actually that's technically not true because I've done little overdubs and stuff for Claim of Throne but it's been a while yeah not in a not in a thing where like if I don't do it it doesn't get done more just in a fun way but um, mm. yeah so that'll be quite interesting and rocking up and also arriving at a studio with drums, multiple guitars and amps and shit. It's going to be pretty different of an experience, that's mm-hmm. for sure. So, yeah, just excited about the experience more than the end result. Yeah. But, yeah, doing everything I can. I've got a spreadsheet. Google Docs, of course, so I can recall it off the cloud in the studio and tick things off and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I've listed each of the songs in the order that they're in and I've got what sort of general idea of what tracks we're going to need. So, you know, every song pretty much has a rhythm guitar left and right or just two rhythm tracks. Usually they've got one sort of overdub. So it's either leads or like some melody lines and it's usually got a harmony track to that. Bass in every song, drums in every song and vocals in every song performed by a friend of mine that I'm enlisting to do that. And... Yeah, we'll, we'll just systematically go through it. And in the similar way that Paulie had laid out um, the clothes his mother laid out for him for the Nine Foot EP, he did it all, or album, he did it all in one session. Yeah. So the idea was, look, all the songs are so short, let's put it in one 10, 12-minute file and, yeah, just play through it as if it's just one long song. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so that's, I think I've got about maximum 15 minutes music so i'll take that approach and you know if if it's not going well to begin with i'll just skip to later in the piece and yeah see what fucking happens cool man very good luck album of the week time yeah sure um probably bryce cotton hitting a three-pointer to win the game last night for the wildcats (laughs) brisbane bullets beautiful uh, so the Wildcats theme tune then, We Will Rock You with Tim Gossage and oh. Eddie Vedder on it. Uh, Defense by um, <laughs> What's that Sean Reddish. 
Who's that other dude? Oh, which one? Annoying prick who hypes the crowd up. He's on radio with Tim Gossage or TV. Oh, uh, yeah. Lockie. Well, Lockie. Oh, no, Lockie Neal. Yeah, not Lucky Neil. That's Reed? the Dockers player. Lucky Reed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Yeah, I don't know if you've caught any of my catatonia spills recently over the last few podcasts that we haven't uh, released, but <laughs> <laughs> I have still on that. What what album? Catatonia, Fall of Hearts, enjoying it the most, but also going through their back catalogue, inclusive of a recent uh, acoustic album, which is kind of cool, called Sanctitude. So what what is it called? Fall of Feathers or something? Fall of Hearts is the pretty song. shit name. Oh, that's an album. Okay, so what song off that album? Carnal Forge. Are you kidding? No, the new Carnal Forge song. Should we play that? Oh, okay. I thought you meant the fucking Catatonia song was called Carnal nah. Forge. Okay, so Carnal Forge song will be played directly. Yeah. Called album. Uh, can't remember. The album's called Gun to Mouth Salvation. There's one song released. Okay, so that song. Whatever that song is. Okay. Track one on their Bandcamp pre-order site. Oh, well, whacking your headies. Album of the week. Uh, just whatever I've been listening to with Slate. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Catch your cunts. Oh, <laughs> 